Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey, everybody, welcome back. It's another episode of DadCast. I am JP. That guy is Nick. How are you doing, bud? What's up? I'm good. Good, man. Uh, yeah. DadCast podcast is proud to be aired on the Believe Network. Go check them out at Believe.com. There's a bunch of great shows on there, including the greatest show in the history of all shows. This one right here, DadCast podcast. Thank you very much. And brought to you locally here in Southern Oregon by Redcon One Weapons and uh, in Lions Not Sheep and, and a whole bunch of great, great stuff, which we may get into later in the show. Today on the show, Nick Martin, are you ready? Oh, dude, I'm so ready. So excited. We have uh, a rarefied guest here because he is now making his second appearance on DadCast Podcast. Welcome back to the show after over a year from Active Dad's Rule, my man, Mr. Derek Culpepper. How are you, bud? Man, I'm doing fine, man. I'm excited. Excited. Good, man. It's so good to have you back. How's life been since we've been hanging out and talked last? Life has been well, man. Uh, the family's doing good, which is my number one priority. And then uh, Active Dads is, is doing well and getting the message out to inspire dads. And, and uh, man, I'm just super excited, man. I've made some changes since I last talked to you guys, and we'll, we'll get into those. Okay. And for those who may be curious, uh, we want to check out the first episode we had with uh, Derek. Uh, I'm going to link it right up there. So if you're watching on the YouTube, click up there, check that episode out, and then, you know, come back in and watch this one if you like, or stay here. You know, it's totally your prerogative. Do what you want to do. Um, Active Dad's Rule, let's get people caught up. Derek, talk to us about that. What is ActiveDadsRule.org, and what's it all about? Active Dad's Rule is a community of dads that believe in being present, intentional, active, and engaged in the lives of our children. And I intentionally wanted to make it just about a one sentence deal, because if we truly engage and we're intentional about it, everything starts to fall in line after that. And that's what we are. Community of dads, man. Just getting the message out about intentional fatherhood. Nice. And your kids, uh, once again, to remind everyone, how old and how many? We, my wife and I, Lakeisha Culpepper, have three kids. We got DJ. He's 21. We have Christine. She's 18. And we have Linda that just turned 11. Yeah, 11. Not long ago. Yeah, <laughs> there it is. Now, how, how do you stay active, dad, when uh, they have flown the nest? Man, I, I've taken <laughs> some some intentional steps yeah. man, um, when they're not here every day. Right. And uh, uh, what I'm trying to do is allow them the opportunity to practice what they have learned all of these years. And so one of the things I have done is actually uh, released and given more rope. Um, to my college uh, kiddos, man, and it's working. Um, let me give you an example. You know, I see little Linda every day, pick her up from school every day or daycare. Not the case with our college kids. And right. so I don't call them all the time. That's one thing I do. I do not call my older children all the time. I may call them if it's if we need something urgently, I'll give them a call. But otherwise, I'll check in, check in on them probably about once a week. You know, just out of a, 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 I may send a text because that's what the young people do now, but (laughs) I don't bother them as much because they have lives, they got school, they got practice. And so um, I'm releasing them from hearing from me all the time. And in return, 
they call me more. There it is, right? Exactly. I was just say, are they are they hitting you up a lot more? My my oldest son's in the military, and when he first left about five years ago, I was texting him every day just because he was stuck in Seoul. And I'm like, "How's it going? What you up to?" He finally he's like, "Dad, come on, man, give me some, give me some space." And so you know, it's like went to once a week, and then once every couple weeks, and then. The last year it's been, you know, he hits me up two or three times a week now. Dad, what's going on? How's my little brothers and sisters? How's life in Grand Pass? And I'm like, so so it's cool. It's it's very, very cool to see yep. the, you know, just being overbearing dad to watch stepping back a little bit. And then he's like, misses that and comes back into it. See, that, and exactly. And that's the re- re- reaction we want, right? We want to hear from our kids, but we have to give them an opportunity to live and explore their own lives. And we provide them with guidance as to be safe and those kind of things. But in turn, they'll call you because they miss you. Yeah. They'll call and check on you because my son has texted me since I've been sitting here and told me he, he can't wait to see me this weekend at his spring game. Right. Yes. So th- that's good. That means he's thinking about me, but I hadn't bothered him or anything about it. You spring know, game so football, I, I like right? That. Yeah, he he plays. He's an he's an athlete in college. Yeah, he plays football at East Central University in Oklahoma. Ooh, God! Yep. I would be so yep. excited for that game, man. <laughs> just, just anything football. I mean, it's only been two months, three months since the season's out, and I'm, I you know, there's two seasons in my world: football season and no football season. And <laughs> it's I'm I'm dying, man. I, I got the draft coming up, et cetera, et cetera. But you got a kid playing ball. Mm, good stuff. Now, as far as giving them, you know, that that extra rope that you mentioned earlier, honestly, man, it's difficult, right? It's It's got to be just, it's, it pulls on the heartstrings and hurts that, you know, you've got to give them that space after, you know, having them every single day growing up. You know, that's that's what I, I've been kind of been struggling with recently because since you and i have spoke last my oldest my stepdaughter uh turned 18 and moved out of our house and okay. now it's it's like we don't see her as often and she hasn't gotten to the point yet where she's calling us often she's still exploring that freedom it's only been a couple of months but it sucks i i don't like the fact that one of them is now gone how do you deal right uh, initially it is not easy but I had to understand that it was necessary. Oh yeah. Because if if it, it, it's it's like I have to give them an a, a opportunity to exercise again what they've been taught. And so what I did was intentionally <laughs> is turned off my notifications right. on the GPS. You know, every time they stop, right, you know, the family finder and stuff, right? Because I know they're in college. I know it's a possibility that they're going to stay up late, especially my son, stay up late. They're on social media. They're going to develop friends. They want to go, going to go experience partying. My, my son is going to drive to Oklahoma City and back. So I had to give him and my daughter both the opportunity to explore life without me being over their sh- shoulder, whether it be physically over their shoulder or where you going, why are you out this late? Where you at? Who you with? Because they have to be, have the freedom to grow up. Now I do give them some parameters like my son. If he wants to go and party, son, be responsible. I don't tell him not to drink. I t- he knows I don't like alcohol, but I, I tell him be responsible, right? You have somewhere that you're going. So when he, when his, when, when I notice at three o'clock in the morning, he's, 
don't went somewhere or something, I don't call him because he's got to learn how to be responsible and govern himself accordingly. And so over time, it's just developed to where I just know you trust that they're doing the right thing. I hadn't heard from the teachers, hadn't heard from the coaches, hadn't heard from law enforcement. <laughs> they haven't called me crying. You right? understand? Yeah. So if if I hadn't heard that in three years, then that tells me he's developed some type of pattern of handsomely taking care of himself and his grades. He's eligible. He works. He he does those things. So I give him even more rope. He went to Houston for spring break, right? You know, I didn't have to tell him, well, why are you going up there? Because he's, and I'm saying, okay, he's been back and forth to Oklahoma City. He's been here. He's been on. He's handled himself. So why would I think he can't handle himself if he goes to Houston? Right. You see, so I just give him more rope. That's where you want to go, man. Hey, just be safe and be careful. Be responsible. There it is. And we can only hope that they do and take those lessons to heart. So Derek Culpepper, lots of big things been going on in the world of you. Um, (laughs) I've been watching from a distance on social media. Tell everyone if this is a good platform to let everyone know what's been happening. Absolutely. It's a great platform. You know, one thing, JP, um, JP, I wanted to do was I I had to actually step back a little bit because I wanted to make sure everything was lined out, even with the with the rebranding of Active Dash Rule. Right. So uh, since we last talked, I got a patent on the brand. All right. I got a U.S. patent on uh, on on Active Dash Rule where I can legitimately sell apparel and things like that. And so we got that taken care of. And of course, we launched a, officially launched a website. And I have two organizations backing me, national organizations. One is the Men and Ladies of Honor, uh, World Changers for Christ, that operates within the middle school uh, sector with at-risk kids by teaching them about honor, chivalry, and teaching them about Christ to help curb behavior and different things like that. And then they operate uh, in several nations outside the United States and within it, they are backing me and they believe in the message. And then also I have partnered with Anthem Strong's family, which is a 503 organization here in Dallas County that services families and helps us does classes online, in-person fatherhood classes, and they help fathers champion their families. And they have been operating here and received several million dollars in grants. And they're backing me as well. And we're partnering to help provide resources for fathers and also solutions for the school system to catch these young men before they become fathers, to teach them things about life, to hopefully hopefully help combat the absentee fatherhood uh, crisis that we have in our country. And then thirdly, I'm also sponsored by the Baby Spot Digital Global Parenting Magazine based out of Toronto, Canada. And they have readers all over the world and they believe in the message that um, I'm, I'm preaching here about uh, being uh, attacking the fatherhood crisis. And so they are sponsoring me as well. And, and we believe globally we can make a difference and provide content for video podcast content, which is coming in the second phase of the launch so that we can have some more avenues for fathers um, and material for fathers that can inspire them to be present in the lives of their children. There you go. Now, did I hear uh, an active dad's rule podcast is in the future? Yes, sir. Boom. You sure did hear that. that. All right, sir. Well, you know, if you have, uh, and I don't have any expectations of you having any problem acquiring guests, but if you happen to, I know two guys who would love to be on that show if and when it comes out. <laughs> I do too. You know what I'm saying? 
you, you know, this and this is the this is another amazing thing about it, uh, guys, is that two of the guy, two of the guys that are on my advisory board, one who is the director and the founder of of uh, of, of men and ladies of honor. He's an author as well and has written like six or seven books and has a magazine curriculum. Mm-hmm. And then the other guy that's on my board, he's written like five or six books uh, for men to read. And so we're going to break down those books in seg- in 10 minute segments or so, maybe 15. And we're going to talk about those chapters in those books that they've written. So what that helped me do is talk to the person that actually wrote it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, actually the author, because who can tell it their story better than they can. Right. And so but it'll be material for uh, for dads and for moms and whoever listen, but mostly catered to men in order that we can champion our families. I love that. Wow. Well, as uh, we spoke at the very beginning that we uh, just switched over to uh, distribution of the show to uh, the Believe Network, B-L-E-A-V. I don't know if you've looked into them, but they're mainly, if you look at their their content, it's mostly sports, uh, basically that genre. Almost every NFL team, college teams have a podcast on their network. I cannot think, and they're looking for uh, to add content to it. So you know, if and when the time comes, and oh, you want yeah. someone to host, um, man, I, I guarantee, believe, I think they'd love to have you on. And you know, again, it's and they're not charging us anything. They're going to charge you nothing either, as well. It would help out that mm-hmm. thing as well. But check them out, man. It'd be great. And that's a free plug for Believe right there. All right, the Believe hey, Network. I know that's right. And, and you know what, JP, I'll share this with you and Nick, too. This is one of the the, the major things that have taken place since we last talked, which actually just happened two weeks ago. Okay. I so believe in active dad's rule and the mission, mission to uh, inspire and encourage dads that I have switched careers completely. I, I worked that. for eight. You saw that, right? Yeah. yeah. I worked for AT&T for 16 years, had good ratings. Um, I could have stayed there. They even gave me a raise. But I left AT&T to go back and work in our public school system here because I understand the need for boys to have role models present and active and engaged inside the walls of the school. And I so believe in that. So now I work for Garland ISD. Here's my badge right here. Yeah, buddy. who I work for now. So I'm lining my whole life up, lining my whole life up with this mission that I believe in that's going to make a difference in our country. You know, I was listening this morning on, on on sports talk radio. It was Jim. It was on Jim Rome, and you know there was a segment he was doing, and someone called in and basically bashed a teacher, and Jim stopped and like basically yelled at this guy and said, "Do you understand one of the most important jobs in the world, if not the most important job that is so selfless, that is so disrespected in the world, is teachers?" You know, it takes a special kind of someone to work in an industry that doesn't pay well, that, you know, you're, you're teaching not only your kids, but other people's children. Uh, congrats, man. You know, and uh, he was, and that, that struck a chord with me. And now you're telling me you're working in the industry back doing everything you do. It takes a special kind of person. And, uh, you are the definition wholeheartedly of that special kind of person to make a change and do good things. And that's why we love you. And that's why we're so glad you're back on the show, man. Sir. Yes. I'm honored. All right. Absolutely and that's Dadcast. Honor, Everyone man. have a great rest of your, no, I'm kidding. All right. <laughs> but yeah, man, that's dude. Very well done. Very yeah. well done. You yeah. know, it, it's, 
it's not going to change overnight but you know the more men like you who do what you do and more men like nick who does what he does with this show and his other side his side hustle to his side hustle to his side hustle uh uh what he's doing when stuff you know and we can keep yeah. chipping away at it and hopefully right. you know it's gonna I, you know maybe by the time i'm a grandpa it's gonna be you know the grandpa cast and maybe we can look at the world and, and see that we have made somewhat of a difference man that's right absolutely man Abs absolutely and i know you asked me earlier about um uh, my college kids, right? Yeah. My, our parent before, you know, I think, um, you know, I don't give them a carefree. And that goes along with what I was telling you earlier because my son gets hungry through the middle of the night. Do they still live with you? In the box. No, they're all the way at college. Okay. I don't yeah. get to see them every day right. unless we face That's right. You know, but, um, you know, in that, there is something that I have to do. And this is what I encourage fathers to do because as Nick said, you know, in the beginning, you were calling them a lot. Well, we have voids to fill too, right? If I'm used to seeing my son or used to seeing my oldest daughter here, then, and I don't see them no more and they're not around for me to make sure they oil is checked and different things like that, then there's things that I have to do on my end to make sure that time is filled, right? And it's not filled with calling them, but it's filled sometimes in the background, I'll check their bank accounts. Right. Because we're all still. Well, my son, since he turned 21, he he's not on the family account anymore or the high school account. But I can see my daughters. And so if I see her account getting low uh, or something like that, I might just send her 50 dollars. I won't even ask her call and ask if she needs it. Right. And when she sees it, she knows where it come from. Dad, thank you so much, Dad. Thank you so much. Right. She'll text me or something. And so uh, I kind of it's kind of like I'm watching from up high some of the things that I can see. And I, if there's a need that I see, I try to meet the need before it becomes a need with, with my children. Yeah. You know, they, they don't, I don't have to wait till they ask me for 40 or $50. I can see that it's a need. And then I just move money over to my daughter's account. Right. Or, or I send my son Zale 40 or $50 because they never hardly ask us for anything. Because my son cuts her in college like I used to do. And then my daughter, she really manages her money well. <laughs> you know, I don't have to worry. But every now and then, I'll just I'll just send them something, you know, to let them know I'm thinking about and it. And it makes you feel good, too. You know, yep, I know. Christmas in July don't. type scenario. I've got. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, occasionally on this show, I like to ask uh, our guests some advice on current events that happen in my life. So here we are, Nick, for both of you. Nick, Derek. I'm not yeah, going to get into it. too many details, but um, my son just started. He's 12. Uh, started uh, Medford Online Academy. It's uh, he's not going. He's going to finish out this year basically doing online school, and mm -hmm. he's having a tough time grasping. He is responsible without other people telling him. You know, there's no schedule. Well, there's a schedule, but there's no teachers telling him okay. to go, and there's no bells pushing him into the next classroom. It's like you you got to do this on your own, kid. And it's we're just a few days in, and he's fighting it, and and fighting the parents to try to help him, myself and you know, mama. And I guess if you come across a scenario like that with your children when they had a hard time listening and motivating and, 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 you know, you know, putting their head down and just getting to work. Um, and if they did, what did you do to, you know, encourage them along without frustrating them to the point where they don't want to do work? 
You, you know, one one approach that I take now is is what even with with current students now that are in that type of situation is connecting the now with where you want to be later. Mm-hmm. This is a common speech that I give in, in, a, in a whole lot of circumstances because it's befitting. OK, if you can get through this hump now, this is just temporary. It's not a permanent way of life. It's just something you have to deal with now. So if you know where you want to be in three years from now, this is a step that we have to get through. We can't just jump to get there. So if you can learn how to master this, this is setting you up to be able to master several things in life. That'll be that'll be something that you want to do or something that you want to have. And so if you connect, just get through this hump now and it's going to get easier. Let me give you an example. My daughter runs track now. Track practice just started. Mm -hmm. Okay, my youngest daughter, Linda. So if you hadn't run in a while and you go to track practice, you know what happened. Here comes the soreness. Yep. Here comes all the rest. Right. So I told Linda, I said, Linda, I know you're tired, baby. I know your muscles and your legs hurting, but this is part of the process. When you come out here every day and you and you tackle this obstacle of running, knowing that possibly you're going to be tired, your body is going to adapt. Your mind is going to adapt and it's going to start to get easier. And easier and easier. So it's my way of giving hope. That's yeah. what I'm basically getting. At. It's my way of saying, yeah, you may be sore now, but that's temporary. That's not a permanent condition. That's only temporary because your bodies were created awesome for you to adapt. Yeah. And so with that logic and that concept, she was able to relate. So therefore, if she tackles the the running a bit differently than, than what she did before. There you go. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's kind of the answer I was expecting and hoping for and because that is almost nail on head what i did you know you know i told him you got to get through this now it's tough right now but you know you get through this and it's only going to be easier as we go along mm-hmm. um and even after the speech and even after all that i'm still getting a little pushback on it and and and, and it's nutshell this is the problem it's the hobbit okay he's been assigned to read the hobbit <laughs> I don't know what they've done in elementary school up until this point. I'm not in class every day to see what they do, but mm-hmm. there hasn't been that much actual reading from books in his school. I mean, there have been, but, you know, Hobbit, this is a legit book that has got some tough words in it, and there's no pictures. You know, you all need those. You got to oh, yeah. develop those in your mind as you read it. Mm-hmm. And he told me, and he was frustrated. I'm like, The Hobbit, are you kidding me? And I went out and bought it for him. You know, screw reading it on a tablet or a computer. I want you that hard book. I want that experience for you. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to read chapter along. I'm going to read the chapter, and then you're going to read a chapter. And we're going to get through this thing because, kid, this is a great story. When we're done, we can watch the movie together. I did all these motivational things. And he, his biggest issue is just flipping through those pages and, and, and getting into it because he'll, you know, five, 15, 10 minutes in, he just doesn't want to keep reading the book. And that is my biggest hurdle right now as we speak. He's literally in the house right now trying <laughs> to get through. And yeah. the age of technology has caused yes. less books to be read from our young people. Uh, the yeah. flipping the pages, because even when you when you read in books, there's more going on than just reading because you have to flip the pages. You got to open it. You got to feel the book, sometimes follow with your finger, yeah. which gives you additional ways to absorb the information versus with the devices. It's just a matter of a finger. 
and just a matter of, of, of going up and right. doing those kind of things. And so when you take a kid back to reading a book to them, it's boring because they've got adapted to yeah. using this. Oh, there's my beautiful wife on there. There she is. Yeah. My beautiful wife. And so sometimes that is a challenge. And so as parents, you're right. We have to be unique in the way that we address our kids and their ages and maybe provide them with some type of reward or benefit um, if you in by completing the reading assignment. Yeah. You know, it's almost at that age, that would be some of the things that we may have to do to be creative. Like Linda, for example, she likes snow cones. Okay. And I know she likes snow cones from a place called Bahama Bucks. And so uh, she wanted to get one after practice the other day. And I told her, no, nah, because we have to watch our sugar content. But I said, I tell you what, if on the weekend we start cutting down our sugar content and one day these days and Tuesday after practice, we'll go get a snow cone. So it's like a trade-off. Yeah, right? yeah. It's like a trade-off. You know, so that would be that's going to be a reward for her once we get through this. Well, by the end, we done had three or four practices. Mm-hmm. See? So her body's getting in shape yep. and she's running because she knows there's going to be a treat on Tuesday after practice. And so it's just a way of getting it done and 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 the hope that hey, there's a reward in a few days if I just keep going. So just finding unique ways to, to try to get them to do the yeah, things that we know they need like to do. A, a weekly reward. And then you got, what, like six weeks till school is out? Give or take. Yeah. Yeah. yeah six, seven weeks. And then say, just, you know, lay it out like, hey, if you can accomplish this without asking a billion questions, unless you absolutely need to come get us, but take accountability and do this on your own. Be a, you know, this is prepping you for high school, prepping you for life. Yeah. Get this at the end of the road. And mm-hmm. six or seven weeks. This, this is the the golden egg at the end of the road, or like you know, mm-hmm. at the end of each day. Hey, we'll go do this together. It's not just something, something to right. I pulled out the big guns. Day. I got desperate. I said two bucks a chapter. Let's go. Oh, <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. but if that's what it, that what it takes. But you got to answer. There's like a lot of chapters in the Hobbit, right? There's not two. There's yeah. like nineteen. <laughs> Um, okay. but then, but I, I haven't told him that there's <clears throat> the Lord of the Rings that come after that. And then that's, Ooh. Oh, by the way, son, good job. Now you get to read these three, but he may <laughs> ask for a raise. Yeah. But $3, my, $3. my <laughs> logic is once he has adapted and, and understand that there's no way out of this and, and, uh, and gets into it. You know what? If you want to read it on your phone or in, on your computer, fine. As long as you are putting eyes to paper and reading those words, Mm-hmm. I just know it that halfway in, all of a sudden, he's going to be like, this is so cool. I'm reading a story. I'm developing, envisioning what the words I'm reading, you know, in my own mind. And then, you know, we're going to watch the movie afterwards and we're going to see how close that what your mind perceived versus the director's vision in the movie or whatnot. And you're right. going to see that, you know, reading is not a terribly horrible thing. It's really cool. You're, you know, you're going to, and if you don't like this type of story, fine. I will get you a book that's about building video games, whatever, you know, whatever right. interests you. I just want him to, you know, understand that reading is important, whether it's, you know, on your, because I know he can read just fine. You know, you put something he's interested in, he's just, brrr, and then, okay, now what did you just read? And he'll repeat it back. But it's the stuff he's not interested in or doesn't understand or know that he is and would be interested in if he gave it a chance. Um, he doesn't right. retain it. And uh, that's, you know, that's our big thing. But that's what I've been dealing with here uh, recently. Right. And uh, I think we're going to get through it. You know, I came home today right before uh, we got on with you guys and I said, how'd it go? And he's like, Dad, I read the chapter. 
I'm like, you did? Yeah, you, you read go. that whole right. first chapter? And then he's like, well, actually, I listened to it. Mommy said I could do, listen to it. I'm like, did you follow along? Did you follow along the words with the read? Yep. I'll take it. You know what I mean? I'll take it. But chapter two, you, you ain't listening to squat. You're going to read that, and, and we'll, <laughs> we'll get there. We're getting there. Mm-hmm. But whew, it's a struggle sometimes, this thing being a dad. Tell you what. Yes, it is. And thank God it for is. mom, because she's the one at home actually dealing with it. I'm out working, and I get to, you know, I get the phone calls, the frustration phone calls, and, and, I, and I hear the, the aftermath, basically. She's she's living it and doing it. So, obviously, there, there ain't no Same good dad out there with a, unless there's a good mom and exactly who supports them. That is absolutely correct. And, uh, you made me think about something, because uh, I was thinking about my college kids. And one, one other transition that I have made since they've gone to college is I do more asking than I do telling. Yep. I ask them if to do things and then I give them the choice to say no, depending on what it is. But um, but if it's something I'm asking them to do or something I want them to do, if they have other things to do or already have a schedule, then I respect that. Like, for example, my daughter, Christine, texts me. She's in ROTC. She wants to go to, to the Navy once she I'm sorry, to the Air Force when she uh, graduates. And so uh, she texts me and says, hey, dad, we're going to be doing the color guard at the softball game. Can you come? Now, she asked me that about a week before. I said, sure, sweetheart. I I would be more than glad to come. Her school is about an hour and 15 minutes away. So when it got closer to it, she said, she texted me and she said, dad, I feel bad asking you to drive all of this way in traffic to only see me do color guard for five minutes. Okay. That's that's all it is about the singing national. Right. So I said, sweetheart, I would love nothing more than to come and watch you color guard. I say, yes, I might be on the road a long time, but this is going to be five minutes that you're going to remember once I'm gone on from this life. And that's what I'm trying to create is the memories. You know, I don't care if I had to drive two hours for five minutes. I still would have went. But in that. So when we got there, she was going had planned to go out to eat with her friends after that. Okay, so I didn't intrude and say. Well, you mean to tell me Adam drove an hour and 15 minutes and we can't go eat? Yeah. No, I respected her schedule because that's what they had planned to do. And I didn't intrude Yeah. because there are adults now and they have their own lives. And my son's the same way. If I go to a football game and I spend the night with my buddy that lives there and him and his friends are going out, I don't. he's not obligated to hang with me all night. I don't make him do that. Yeah, yeah. Sit and look me in the face. Hey. Go out with your buddies and celebrate, man. I'm going to be leaving tomorrow after church or about 10 o'clock, and I hope to see you before then. If I don't, then we'll, we'll, we'll get together because his school is about two hours and 30 minutes away. But I respect their schedules and the fact that they have friends on campus, and I don't intrude on what they have to – what they normally do. There you go. That's a good way to handle things, man. And they are adults, you know. It's it, that's yeah. again. I struggle with it too. She, she's an adult. My oldest, she's an yeah. adult. She can make her own decisions and not listen to me if she doesn't want to. Not take the advice if she doesn't want to. And uh, given that leash, man, whoo, it's yeah, it's progress. We're getting there though. We are getting there. You know, yeah. I was also reminded, Nick. 
that Active Dad's rule shirt. You never gave me my Active Dad's rule yeah, shirt. It's, I know. I know he's got them. You sent them to I, Nick. I, Nick never gave it to me, man. Come I need on. to send y'all some new ones. Send you guys yeah, yeah. some more too, man. Maybe they won't pile <laughs> no, it's, up it's, over that. It's dick, wrapped right? in plastic, still nice. Oh, <laughs> but we got I, I some of our own too. We're gonna too. send I you. To grab it. Like, I always forget to grab it. It's like it's in a weird spot in my house. I'm like, oh no. Put it in JP, your car when we're done. Send it directly to you, JP. <laughs> well, not if he's already got one. We're, we're, we're going to send you some of our stuff, too. We got yeah, a, we got a couple of really cool new shirts in our merch shop. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I don't know if he's got any tattoos, but, you know, maybe we'll send him the other. Oh, the shoe. He needs a shoe. <laughs> the dad shoe. The dad shoe. Yeah. Yes. Shoe, huh? Yeah. Oh, it, it's that. a new balance right there with the dad cast logo on it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice, nice, nice. I love that, man. I love that. Uh, I love that. Well, yes, sir. Nick, yo, this is the time of the show where I, I put you on the spot. I didn't do a fast five today I, because we already asked. No, I'm not doing five. a fast five. Okay. I wasn't even, that's, that's not where I was going with this. So I'm going to, I'm going to go back <laughs> and tell you how crazy it is, how asking your kids as they're older, it works for two-year-olds as well. I we're finding. So, oh, okay. Uh, you know, giving Liam, hey, would you like to help with the dishes or clean up your toys? Mm, giving choices. Toys. Yeah. And either That's which right. way, there's still something still getting done. Exactly. Yes, yes. exactly right. See, got to be creative. Nine right? times out of ten, it's him standing there watching me do, watching me do the dishes. But <laughs> at least he's there with me, right? <laughs> right. And uh, oh, and, and Derek, since we, uh, since you were on last time, Nick is now dad to number seven. Yeah. yeah, I saw that yeah. online. She's yeah. what, two months old? And I still haven't met her. What's the deal? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'll bring her out on next. I'll bring her out next week to the Okay. Because I got to yeah. get me. I, I need an infant I hold before she's a toddler, man. Dude, she's growing so fast. Like She's already <laughs> almost crawling. She rolled the other day all by herself like three times. <laughs> you blink like, your I eye. Can't. I yeah, know. I know. Places anymore. She's going to roll off the bed. She's going to start rolling off tables and stuff. <laughs> then to keep her off those beds. Oh, Good God, man. I know. I'm like, you're supposed to just, you're supposed to be a baby. I watch videos of this guy with, you know, his shorts with this kid and her neck. He's not holding her neck and it freaks me out. And the dad just doing this. And I'm like, what are you doing, man? So, uh, so, so, so be on her tummy time now. She can lift her head all the way up and down. Okay. And that's good. But that wasn't the case, you know, a week old. No, no. You're like, look at my baby. My, and she's like, I forgot, I forgot, man. It's been, it's been two years. <laughs> so what is on tap then? About older kids, I realize I'm never going to be done. I'm never, ever going to be done. <laughs> you, you, you guys are going to be like, kids will be out. Fatherhood, gonna, it's, it's never, it, of course, it's not going to be done ever. Empty oh, no, nest no, no. or not, you're still a dad. They still need you. Just think in six years, Avery's going to be gone. Nope. And She's going to live with me forever. Huh? She's gonna live with me forever. Okay. I feel better. I feel better. She's at least I, my little my little kids are still gonna be little freaking kids though. At least that's where she tells me. She tells me this. I said, "Honey, are you gonna are you gonna move out when you're 18 like your big sister?" No. Like, why not? Because because I want you to live with me forever. And I says, "I love how that sounds." I'm gonna ask you that same question every year on your birthday, and we'll see if it stays the same. I want to live in your basement. I want to be a bachelor and single forever until I'm like 50. And she told me no. <laughs> no, my Avery told me that she's going to live with me until she becomes a doctor, and then I get to live with her in her new mansion. Well, sweet, and I yeah. said, "Hey, uh, that works for me. Is there room for a Tesla yeah. in that mansion, baby girl?" Because 
You know, that's what we were doing here. That's the plan. What and do we have right. going on, Derek? Okay, so we got the Active Dad's rule. You're starting to reamp. Yeah. You know, you got all these right. partnerships and stuff going on. What does, like, the next month look like for you? What, what do you do to get out there and promote what you're doing? I mean, boots on ground. How is this making a difference? What are you doing to make the difference? So what I'm doing right now is I work with a, a group of men, with the men and ladies of honor, mm-hmm. and they uh, they help support and spread the word as well because we have a mentoring that we do every Tuesday night uh, here locally. And also what I'm doing is working with Anthem Strong Families. I talked to the director of marketing uh, just yesterday, as a matter of fact. And so we're getting ready to amp up leading up to Father's Day. There's going to be some publication. Their publication goes out to about eight to 10,000 people that they have to, to help spread the word. And also uh, Voyager Magazine here in Dallas uh, reached out to me as well to set up an interview to continue to spread the word and get more visibility out on Active Dad's Rule. And so what I'm trying to do is get these shirts out. I'm going to give some away as well, like a drawing or you know, uh, somebody write me and say, hey, this dad is deserving because we're trying to get more uh, visual, you know, create videos, create content to get the word out. Right. Is what I'm doing for marketing right now. Um, and so that and that's what we're working on. A lot of friends are supporting me, which is good. You guys should see more people post Active Dads Rule. I have the hashtag after the Active Dads Rule and Active Dads Rule movement. And I'm beginning to also post more statistics uh, online that people are sharing, you know, about the um, the uh, impact of absentee fatherless uh, uh, fathers. So that's what I'm doing now. Um, Let's talk about that. But, Let's talk about that. What is the impact that you've seen? Give me a statistic, one that sticks out in your mind. Listen, I had one that I posted. Oh, uh, teen pregnancy rates are high among teen girls that don't have a father at home. 16.3 million children wake up every day without a father, adoptive father, or stepfather in the home every day. School uh, reading and math are affected in schools, and that's a global crisis that is going this way. Right. Right. Jails, the same way. If you 80% of inmates come from a fatherless home, no father around. Right. You see? So, I mean, behavior problems as well. Anthem Strong Families and both the men and ladies of honor have these statistics on their site, right? That, you know, to show that the, the impact, the negative impact. So just think if we can just if, if one out of five fathers would say, I think I'm going to do better. Take a look at where I'm at, because I'm not saying everything they're doing is not right. But if we're not present and being intentional, because I think more men are this is my are being more self selfish. Yeah. Or our uh, other circumstances have allowed them not to be present. And we have to find a way to overcome that, even co-parent a lot better because that kid needs us. The kid is the one that's suffering. So in my current job, I work with uh, truancy kids. So you can imagine the type of kids that I deal with, right? Recovering retention. And so when I talk to these kids and I ask them about their fathers, they don't have, uh, not all of them, but a lot of them don't have good things to say. So then I say to myself, okay, I can see possibly why I'm seeing what I'm seeing because you don't have that leadership there. And so one way I look at it is like uh, you guys went through driver's ed. Sure. You know, when you do the the driving part, right? Yeah. So if you're in the driver's seat and you have the instructor in the passenger seat, they have an emergency brake. They have a brake where they can stop the car, where they can steer it and do do those kind of things. Depending on what vehicle you're in, they may even have a steering wheel. Yeah. Well, 
The person in the passenger side is missing and kids are driving and navigating through life and they're hitting potholes and curves and everything else because no one is there to instruct them to watch out for this, watch out for this and to drive right. Right. So that's kind of how I picture it. You know, so if I'm intentional, if I'm present, I'm active, I'm engaged and I'm learning from other men, dad cast, other sources around on how to be better. I can put all that together to help influence my not only my children, because active dad's rule is not just about my children, but it's about me watching the community children, watching out for kids at school, Walmart, wherever I go. I'm an active dad. I wear these all the time. So I'm not just concerned about my own children, but I'm concerned about the community. I'm concerned about the school system, the global problem. And I'm going to do my part to try to help make that, that thing right. Do you find awesome. it is more? How do I word this? Is it an easier approach to mentor and teach the future fathers, these children of the children, or is it easier to sway the dads back on track that are already fathers? Or is it a combination of trying to do both to make the future better when it comes to absentee fathers? It's a combination of both. What I'm finding is I talked to a kid the other day. He's a senior. Uh, I was sitting in the cafeteria and he came and I introduced myself to him. And these were the words he said, you can't trust women. Women don't do nothing but hurt you. His opinion of women was completely gone. You know, he don't want no kids. You know, he's been hurt. His girlfriend has left him. So he had this idea that women were bad. And I said, well, that I don't think that's true because my wife has been very good to me. She's been loving. Right. But what it is, he hadn't had a lot of positive examples based off the way that he was speaking. He didn't have a father in the home. So music, social and culture has convinced him that women are bad. Yeah. But he says he's got a lot of girls he messed with. But that was his that was his view of it. Yeah. So I'm trying to do both because now they don't have kids now. So it's hard for them maybe to see having kids. Now, if you got a father that already has children, he's already in the game. Mm -hmm. He's already there. Right. And so convincing him that they need us. They really our children need us. Uh, they need us to guide them, because otherwise, if you don't do it, dad, the streets are going to do it. Right. The TV is going to do it. And we all know what that can lead to. So it's a combination of both. I do like the younger men that don't have children yet because I think there's more hope leading up to it. That's why I like the men and ladies of honor, because they teach the kids about honor and respect and respecting women. So if if young men have that attitude or it's been ingrained in them, they, there's a better chance that they're going to treat women better and treat their children better because we've started at a younger age before they have children. Yeah. You know, because they are our future. But there are some dads that are real receptive. And then there's some that, you know, you got baby drama mama. You got the court system, the visitation. They've been soured by a lot of things. Yeah. And so it can be a little bit tougher for some uh, because of uh, other circumstances that they have to deal with in the raising of their child. Yeah. So it's so kind of like, like saying. a personal example. So my middle kids, when my ex and I split up. She took my kids and like disappeared for months. And then when it got to a point where I could see them, it was on her terms. It was, you know, I wanted to be in their life. I wanted to be there. I, I went above and beyond and tried to text them and she intercepted the text messages. How do you deal with something like that where you have a dad that wants to be there, but you have a mom that's 
making that not happen. You know, in, in cases like that, we know most men I talk to don't like the court system. They don't feel right. like it's siding with dads. Completely against it, it's, yeah. it's completely against you. And then when it comes to the visitation or if she says something or make an allegation and it just it just convolutes the entire thing, man. I know personally for me, uh, I, I got it's no it's no uh, secret that I'm a believer in Christ, man. And so mm-hmm. some of these things, man, have to be handled in a spiritual manner through prayer. But here's one thing that I have learned, though, is that we continue to value the mother, even though we have these struggles, because a kid needs to see that their dad, despite what goes on, still loves their mother, not in love, love. And we don't say anything bad about them in front of the kids because that'll make them hate hate us actually to be honest with you so we just make sure if we talk about it we just say hey i've been trying to work things out with your mom and uh, we're going to get there you know so we keep a positive spin on it especially with our children but man that's that's one of those things that are really tough because the legal Mm -hmm. system you can keep going back and in some cases they may grant you more visitation or you might get hit with more child you know more financial obligation to them and it may seem like it's backfiring on you but whenever you can get them in your possession, let them know how much you love them. Let them know how much you appreciate their mom, even though there's been some issues, because if it wasn't for her, really, this child wouldn't be here. So, man, that's just something that you have to gut out and, and pray about to keep your own sanity yeah. uh, there, Nick. Uh, well, you know, just, I, I, you know, I'm just saying like for other guys, like I might, those, those, my middle kids are all pretty much grown up. They're all, no. two of them are off in college and yeah. 21 now but it, it took years of fighting and fighting and like showing my kids that hey i'm not giving up I'm, it doesn't matter how much money it cost i'll spend whatever to go to court mm-hmm. it was month after month of court dates and finally it was about like three or four years ago my daughter who is now 18 saw okay my mom is just being terrible to my dad see and she walked away moved out moved in with me and then jp knows <laughs> they get older they get attitudes and then all of a sudden she's back with her mom, but she still talks to me all the time now. It's, right. It was just one of those things where she finally saw, Hey, my dad is trying, my dad is doing this. And my, my boys are, you know, they're, we talk all the time, but they, they saw finally, as they got older, my, my dad did try. He was, he was trying, he right. couldn't be there because of the circumstances. So I guess just for other dads out there, don't give yeah, up. Yeah. Don't, yeah. Right. Don't, don't, don't show your kids that, you don't care. Just keep fighting, keep pushing. And like you said, don't talk sh- trash about their mom. Just keep it mm-hmm. cordial. Keep it, keep it good. Cause don't send nasty text messages, whatever you, whatever you do, whatever right. you say, pretty much whatever you think can be used against you in, in court. So yeah, well, it's, correct. whether you're right or wrong, it's, you're always wrong in the, in, in court. It's, it felt like, you know, bottom yeah. line is, you know, I, go ahead. Right. Because we have to understand we can't control people. Right. We can't make grown people do things. We don't know why people lie, why people uh, withhold to try to hurt us as men when it comes to the children. Right. But what we can do is just value that time that we do have with our children because we understand it's a fight. Right. And so we just have to do make do with the time that we do have. And as they get older, they'll start to see for themselves. Yep. Something exactly. Ain't right here. And then that may take some time. Right. Uh, JP, for that, for them to see that. And then you can tell them, look, I tried. 
I've, 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 I've been here as much as I can, and I value my time with you because I love you. Because we as fathers give our kids identity. That's what we give them. And so they may not be in our space every day, but we can let them know, hey, I believe in you. It's like giving them hope. And then when the time comes, as they get older, even though you got to learn them and they're an adult and, you know, may experience some attitude or whatever the case, that's part of life. But just keep living and you just watch how they flock to you because you've been real true in your heart to the way that you feel about them and the way you've treated them. And why is that? Because active dads rule. That's it. (laughs) Active active is, 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 is intense, man. It's, 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 it's push and pull, but it's being there and being engaged. And I think that's the difference maker as much as we can do it. But now the big thing I try to instill in my kids is don't have babies with someone that you don't think that is going to be there or that you don't think is going to be the right person for you. Make sure you find that right person. Take your time. Don't just mm-hmm. jump into it. Yeah. Be, be married for five years and then have babies. Yeah. <laughs> then do it. Yeah. But or at least. You know, have a pretty gosh darn good idea before going in. And I know that's yeah. easier said than done, you know, yes. but, you know, if you can, you know, make the right call. You guys, can you believe it? Time's up. <laughs> yeah, wow. I know. You know, this means we're going to have to have a part three. We are going to have a part three. Wow, man, this is awesome. And time flies. And we are going to, uh, obviously, we spoke about it off the air. Um, I'm pretty sure this episode that is happening right now as we speak will drop prior to Father's Day 2023. Um, With that being said, uh, it's probably Father's Day is coming up real soon. And if you're watching this far in the future and it's already happened, I hope you had a great Father's Day. Uh, But our man, Derek Culpepper here, has confirmed that he will be joining us for our third annual Father's Day DadCast episode. He'll be joining us along with a smorgasbord of past guests, uh, whether they're movie stars, TV stars, sports stars, authors, regular guys like me and Nick, you name it. Uh, it's going to be a great episode. Derek's going to be on, so right we look now, forward to that. Cool mix of dads that are jumping on with Can us you confirm right now? I mean, it may change, think, but who do we have yeah. as we speak? Give me three names. Just, just yeah, Brian Obadinsky. Brian Obadinsky, NASCAR driver. Our juniors team right now. Yep. Doing amazing things. We have Pete Nelson, the Treehouse Master. Right. Pete Nelson from Animal Planet, Treehouse Masters. Uh, Jacob Young just hit me up last night. So nice. Yeah, Emmy Award uh, winning. He was in The Walking Dead. Jacob Young will be on. We even have a dude that was on Cobra Kai is coming back. Sean Kanan? Yeah, Sean Kanan's coming back. Oh, so there's just uh, a few of the names that are going to be hanging out with Derek throw, Culpepper. Let's throw Jack Asbury in there, too. The Sh- Batman of Spring Hill. Okay, he'll be making That's his Batman. second appearance. Yeah, that guy's doing some amazing things for kids. He dresses up as Batman and goes to all the big hospitals all over. And, and the Make-A-Wish and all that. He's a great guy. Yeah, that's going to be a fun episode. Bottom line, like I said, Derek, it's going to be a great show. You're going to be on it. it. And once again, like I said in the last episode, we need to carve out another episode because, again, I feel like we've only just scratched the surface on on making a difference and talking with each other. But that's right. That's right. The rules are the rules. I feel like one day we need to get in person and just sit around and I want to share a meal with this man. Let's make that happen. Let's just go. Make that out, man. We need to have like, a dad cast goes to dinner and just have a dinner with Derek. But let's food. let's make him bring the whole family to Florida so we can have fish tacos. Ooh. Hey, man, I love that, man. My family and I get to come, <laughs> man. That'd be awesome, man. 
I'm 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 stoked, man, because we're making a difference. Yeah, yeah, I've been looking forward to that. We certainly are. We certainly are. I believe in my heart. We we are. Someone, someone, some some dad out there stumbles across this podcast and sees this episode one day and hear the words that came out of your mouth and and and, and is inspired. And uh, that yeah. that's that's what we do okay, and we continue cool to story. do. I was in Portland sitting at a bar and uh, not getting drinks, but getting some dinner. Now you're not life. starting this story strong, Nick. I'm just saying. It, <laughs> we were at a hotel. I went down to the hotel bar to get some food, <laughs> and it was it's like nine o'clock at night. And the Portland Trailblazers were in the bar, and there's a bunch of very famous athletes hanging out at the other end of the bar. Right. And this lady comes up next to me, and she's scrolling through her Instagram. She's like, oh, my God, you're Nick from DadCast. And like, and I'm like, you do realize that there's the Portland Trailblazers over there. She's like, no, no, you don't realize what you've done for my baby daddy. I make him watch this. I'm like, wow. So that, that was a really cool oh, yeah. thing, yeah. hearing that. That's awesome. You know, yeah. And yeah. I, boy, she was probably going, where's JP? Cause that Nick guy never talks. I know. I'm like, and cause this was like a year ah, ago. Like, and I, and I like, now I talk a lot more. But it's, <laughs> That's it's great, dude. That's good. You're yeah. in a, you're in a room with Damian Lillard and she was more stoked yeah. to see you. Literally Damian Lillard was out the other end of the bar. I'm like, that, that, that's, that's, that's the dude. That's the guy. <laughs> yeah. But you know, He's different like, strokes, dude, different folks, man. Well done. Yeah. Uh, it, it it makes it makes a difference, man. I, it's a real short story I give you guys. So my nephew is in the ninth grade in high school, and my brother was taking him to the mall to meet a young lady he was he's interested in, and her dad bought her. Okay, so when they met for the first time, and my brother said when he was approaching the dad, he said, "You know, Derek Pepper." I see that shirt you got on. So I know my daughter's in good hands with your son because my brother had on an actor that right. Drew shirt and they didn't realize he didn't realize he was my brother until he saw it. And then it just broke the ice, man. And he knows if he knew me and he was my brother, that my nephew was a was a good kid. Feels good, doesn't it, right. man? If it, right. Absolutely. Yeah. Well so. done. That's why I need my shirt, Nick. All right. <laughs> I'll get it to you. I'm going to put it in the car so it's it's with nice. me when we meet up next week. I'm going to wear it on the next podcast we we uh, do, if you don't forget to bring it. Derek Culpepper, as always, you're the man. Thank you so much for coming on. One last time for the world. No, not one last time. One last time now uh, for the world. Where can anyone interested in what you do and Active Dads Rule go online to get more information? ActiveDadsRule.org. See it right there? Just add ORG at the end of it, and they can find out more about me, products, uh, companies that I'm affiliated with. They can see it all right there on the website and can even contact me from the website, activedadsrule at gmail.com. There it is. And are you, can you believe it? And I'm going to ruin it now, but uh, I didn't mention once this entire episode uh, the viral video of you and your daughter. You know what I mean? Right? Yep. She's writing books now, man. She's about to publish her first book probably in a couple of months. It's in the editing stages. Wow. She can really, really, really write, man. I am just amazed awesome. at how well she writes. So we're, that's in the works right now. Nice. Proud Papa. He is Derek Culpepper of Active Dad's Rule. Everyone, wherever you may be, however you may be watching or listening, thank you for checking out this episode of DadCast Podcast. Uh, make sure you like up, subscribe, comment, do all the things. Again, this is DadCast on the Believe Network, B-L-E-A-V. Check them out at B-L-E-A-V.com. Thank you to our sponsors, Lions Not Sheep, Redcon One Weapons out of Eagle Point, Oregon. Derek, you the man, man. We'll talk to you soon.
Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Enjoyed it. And everyone else will catch you on the next episode. And Nick, I know I'm always giving you the last word. (laughs) Check out our brother podcast, The Rockstar Dad Show, with Jarrett and Gary from Bowling for Soup. Anywhere you get podcasts. There you have it. We'll catch you all next week. Have a great rest of your day, night, whatever it may be. See you.